Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Man, talk about a lot of excitement. This is one of those weekends that, though we were off, we weren't off. Because there was a lot going on. A lot yeah. of action. A lot of excitement. And it's still, it's still going now. Even when we thought we were through it. So we were obviously spending the weekend, the last part of the week, Kind of just tearing through the social media, looking at what the Newton teachers and what the Hingham teachers were up to. And the best thing about them is that they're all really willing to show you. <laughs> I all- know. There's not, you don't have to like go, this isn't some oppo research, like deep dive thing. This no, they're is- putting this incredible stuff out. And especially the Newton teachers. I mean, they've gotten, they've got musicians, they've got all sorts of dancing. They've got, they've got a lot there. And so they're showing their wares, singing of their own greatness and nobility. And then, amazingly, they must have gotten to them. I think this is a danger. The attention, for a lot of these people weren't celebrities before this, and then they've seen you know, a, a loud crowd uh, applaud them, and they've seen TV cameras and clique lights, and I think a lot of them just kind of got high mm-hmm. from it and thought, wow, something amazing is happening here. This is amazing, and we're doing something really important, and we must be because if we weren't, um, you know, then then why would all these people be here? So you had these amateurs, midwits, get up there, like who were like in a combat stance and explain the important alpha stuff. And this guy's like the biggest pussy in the world, really. Right. But explaining, you know what? Yeah, what we did here was, here was historic. And by the way, Newton gave in because they're idiots. But you know, I, there's no good party in this in this fight. But here's the Newton teachers. You know, doing um, the end zone dance. We taught our students not to be afraid. We taught them that when those in power try to take away your rights, they should stand up for themselves. And that they should not do it alone, but together. When they take away your rights? Right. You're... You're making about a hundred grand a year in a cushy job where you work, you have summers off, and somebody's taking away your rights. The self-aggrandization, the victimhood shrouding, 
It is mm-hmm. so pathetic from these absolute plushy pussy total spoiled brat teachers take away your civil rights and also by the way what kind of what other kind of job can you have when you negotiate for a raise and you're saying that the other person's taking away your rights the other people the system is racist <laughs> that they should be thrown out of office etc if i want you're am, publicly am I calling for to, them to be fired to wdtic and just shitting all over david field and and the management saying you're taking away my right that, like doesn't that only flies with unions only unions can dare have the audacity, the audacity to do that and then be ingrates about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and all the people online who are like, oh, well, it sounds like you need a union just because your life sucks doesn't mean everybody is has to. Like, no, this isn't how the real world operates. Other people just have to work jobs where you get paid money to do things. And like, not for nothing, but nobody else who doesn't have a union that I know anyway, has a job where you have to like bully people into your salary. Well, right. No, right. It's... Like my job freely pays me the salary that I make in order to do the job because they want me to. But these people are so deluded. You're, no, you're right. And I had a bunch of people come. People are, you know, you can tell how people, they are so worried that people have seen this, this, this fiefdom has been illuminated and exposed that people are very passionate about this. So it's all sorts of possible possible personal attack you can possibly find online, which I'm fine with. Um, and it's like really they have been entrenched so long. They're like, oh my god, they, they're getting close. To, they're getting close to discovering this. And when somebody says, tells me, tells me just how good and important these teachers are, and that I could never do it, I would never last one hour in a classroom, etc. You know that is something that. Much like my reference for the CDC four years ago was uh, solid, that is something that I might have believed before two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I have now seen these people um, act like themselves, and I am pretty sure I could do it. As a matter of fact, I know I'd get kicked out for doing it because I would not take kids on gender journeys. I would take kids on me calling you a little MF journey, and that wouldn't right. last very long. <laughs> but here's – listen, imagine these edu- – imagine this guy – to, after effing you and your family, costing you a lot of money, days off from work, destabilizing, effing your kids' mind up. Imagine this guy is going to be like your science teacher m- tomorrow morning and act like he didn't say this. Everyone knew that we were incredible in the classroom, and everyone learned how incredible we are in the streets, <laughs> lifting each other up, elevating the voices of our students and families, and standing together with Newton's families. As we told Newton's leaders in one united voice that enough is enough. 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 But enough's not enough because they never can get enough because they want even more money. Right, right. And so this the contract that was approved is going to cost the city of Newton about $53 million additional dollars over the life of the four-year contract over what they already pay um, teachers and everything. So just to put that in context, that's – I mean, like when we lived in Melrose, the entire operating budget of the city was like 70-something million dollars. Yeah. So it's this is a big chunk in terms of like city right. budget size. I think the and these whole... people got it by doing something mm-hmm. illegal, being a wall. Right. Meanwhile, daring to gaslight parents saying, We miss them. Yesterday on Twitter, Elmo went viral asking the world, How is everyone doing? So today I'm gonna ask all the NTA how they're doing. 
I'm feeling proud that we're standing up for our students. I feel proud about myself, like the Chick Fil A guy. How much of the 53 million goes? To I did a really students, good, by good thing. How, by the way, aren't these the people who are supposed to be asking the kids how they're doing? No, but of course they're all about the teachers. How are you feeling? I'm feeling proud of what we did. <laughs> Hi, Elmo. Still out here every day, but I wanted to let everyone know that I really miss my students and just want to get back into the classroom. F you, lady. F you, ghouls. The classroom's open yeah, anytime uh, dare, if you want to go back there. Dare say, I really miss my students. Hi, Elmo. My feet are tired, and I miss my students. How dare you say you miss the students? Just be honest. Just say you're a piece of crap, which you are. You are no different than that dude who 10, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, actually 13 years ago, yeah. was a Verizon striking worker who when one of the scabs pulled in in one of the in, in one of the Verizon trucks, stood in front of the truck with his daughter, made his daughter stand in front of the truck. This is that audio. He's saying, walk with me, walk with me, get in front of the truck. Stand right in front of it. Right in front of it. Right in front there of you it. go. That's until you're hurt, scumbag. That's until you're fucking hurt, scumbag. Well, she, he makes her stand in front of the truck. Right. These Newton teachers are no better than him. They mm -hmm. speak better. They have more master's degrees. They think they're better than him. They think he's trash. Oh, yeah. Definitely. No doubt about that. But right. But right. He now, of course, is paying for the Newton teacher's college to be forgiven. The college <laughs> loans. I know. It's amazing how terrible and ugly these, these teachers are. And... Well, and you said it best when you were saying, like, why doesn't every town worker now just go on strike and, like, lock up the schools? Yes. Every, every why should any kid be allowed Newton to go DPW. to school until they are allowed yes. to get paid whatever the, they feel right. like? Newton DPW should back up all the trucks right to the front of the school so no kids can get in. And because that's what you're allowed to do. If you're a town employee in Newton, you're allowed to hold the kids hostage mm -hmm. and use them as pawns. That's what you do because that's what will get your best contract. So just you do that to the kids. Keep close the schools. It doesn't. It's for every other town worker should be more should be more entitled to blockade the schools than the Newton teachers. The well, teachers are charged stuff. to be the charge and protectors of the students. Right. The teachers are supposed to be trying to help the students from ever being closed down. We're going to make right. sure we stay open for you no matter what. But when COVID came, they bailed. The whole thing was is that you get to have the ninety grand. Because when a, uh, a neurovirus or whatever comes, a once-in-a-lifetime thing comes, or if there's a German Messerschmitt dive-bombing us, that mm -hmm. you still show up and do your thing for the kids. Right. Because that was the whole idea was all the time they've told us for decades and decades like that what teachers do is so important and it's really priceless and what they're doing for the future generations and you can't put a price tag on having the best teachers and all this stuff. And then the second COVID came... They were absolutely non-essential workers, and they were doing laptop school from Bermuda. That was oh, yeah. like complete. The only they immediately let us know that they were not essential workers. People yeah. at Home Depot showed up to work. People at the grocery store showed up to work. The teachers did not show up to work. So that tells you right there exactly how important they think that they are. Truly, you know. And this also had something to do with. The fact that the right wing needs to, and we've talked about this, we talked about this with um, with Lady Ballers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. The right needs to capture the documentary space. Because can you imagine the documentary that could, that could be made 
about all these teachers, all the, uh, you know. Philo- all you need is their own Instagram Feather betting they did for themselves. Yeah, all their own Instagrams, sunning themselves in Tahiti. <laughs> I mean, Libs of TikTok has made herself a career purely out of reposting content that they post by themselves. Yes. Unsolicited. Like, she doesn't have to do... I mean, props to her. She's a good reporter. She does dig stuff up when she needs to, but Kaya Ratchik, is that how you say your name? Yeah, um, yeah I think so. But, you know, she doesn't have to do any legwork because this is just stuff that they're putting out there. They're proud of it. It's amazing. So so on the heels of this, I poked around and I saw that Hingham teachers now were loudly, Hingham teachers and Malden teachers were loudly supporting the Newton teachers. And Hingham teachers now are going through their own things. They're not on strike yet, but it's getting close. And of course... Their Instagram is full of gold as well. Hi, folks. Let's do a science experiment. So I found this apple in my kitchen, and it's a little beat up. And I feel like it reminds me of the staff here at Hingham Public Schools because we've had a rough go of things. Uh, We got through COVID. Then we got through the fiscal cliff created by COVID. Already? Are you effing kidding me? Yeah, you got through COVID really well. By the way, the rest of us got through COVID while getting covid while still going to work, while getting our pay cut. Uh, my pay was cut by a third, right? Uh, I think 20 or 25%, but yeah, right. a it lot. Was... And then, I mean, like, the, the, and they also laid off a bunch right. of people, your work. Yeah, I got through COVID by firing everybody and then the, having the head of Siobhan tell me to make sure everybody else felt safe and then firing them two weeks later. <laughs> I know. It's like, give me a freaking break. I got through COVID. So we deserve something. We got through, F you, you shirked your responsibility during COVID. Yeah, you didn't work during COVID and you got paid. Other people continued to work and did not get paid. Like, it, it's just total insanity. And remember, I mean, like, you had your social security number stolen right. so that somebody could register for unemployment in your name. So then a year later, when you were laid off, um, you couldn't get unemployment. And- so we had to, like, go through our state rep because, I mean, like, you had no problem. You just kept getting your mega almost 100 grand salary for all of COVID. Right, and you didn't have to go into work. Yes, yes, but listen to her. <laughs> I feel like it reminds me of the staff here at Hingham Public Schools because we've had a rough go of things. Uh, we got through COVID. Then we got through the fiscal cliff. Why would she say we had a rough go of things? Mm-hmm. We had a rough go of Morgan things. Morgan in the chat says they're all acting like Rosa Parks for some reason. Yeah, true. We got through the fiscal cliff. Well, the, here's the thing. You got through the fiscal cliff because you didn't feel any pain like the rest of us. <laughs> because you still got your full pay the whole time. That's how you got through the fiscal cliff. <laughs> it's freaking incredible. Incredible. Created by COVID. Um, fought for an override to prevent decimating layoffs. And a- Why would you put it on, on your list of things that make you a hero that you tried to get property taxes uh, skyrocketing in your town? <laughs> I know. We fought to tax the hell out of you people so we could all still get fully paid and raises. Well, and the way teacher salaries work is they work on those, like, grids where they have like ladders and they move between ladders right steps and ladders and they you know if you get more degrees and stuff Mm -hmm. then you like move over a step but you can also like move up your ladder like each year that you work you make more money also aside from colas right because they're all based on like the number of degrees and and um college you have and then also your years of experience and it transfers from district to district the years of experience so like you make more every year as a teacher even before you have colas 
right? Colas are over and above the raises you get every year yeah. for having more years of experience. Right. Whereas, like, the rest of the world, like, I've worked in one job two and a half years and had one 4% raise. Yeah. Which is, like, that's what most people have. You right. know, I think you get 3% raises or something. Like It's, it's a minuscule thing. It's and, way yes. less than inflation. Yes. Nobody and in the, the way, private sector that I know of has literal colas that are linked to inflation on top of merit raises. That's not a thing that normal private sector people get. Uh, well, no. And also, my company just filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> right. Do I get all the protections? Do I get credit for any of that? I, I think you should go outside and start singing. Riff, um, and we thought we were, you know, in a better place going into negotiations last year, and we have been months into this thing, and we are now starting this school year without a contract for all. Average salary in Hingham is ninety nine thousand dollars. Right, and I don't know why this created so much controversy. People on hate when you, Twitter, when you when you just literally send them the link to the Massachusetts Department of Education website that lists all the average teacher salaries, and the data there is from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, I think. So it's like not even the most recent data. And let me let you in on a secret, all you people who are like, that's not even this year's data. The salaries go up every year. They do not go down. I've never seen a town's average teacher salary go down year over year. It's not going to happen. Okay. The salaries are not going to go down. They only go up. So the fact that it's data that's two years old means they make more than that now. Okay. So start with that. But I don't know why it makes people so freaking angry. There's a whole bunch of people on Twitter who are like, no, no teacher makes $100,000. That's ridiculous ridiculous are you crazy which is why we you know that we're this is another thing with wow we never looked closely at this i've always heard and i've you know and i've been in like a producer on talk radio for a long time and whatever and i always heard that teachers like michael graham that guy i worked for mm -hmm. and our friend had always said the teachers make a lot of money and we'd have callers saying he's wrong and this and that but I'd never really looked at it myself until now. And holy right. hell, and it's all right out there. <laughs> it's it's publicly available data that the state publishes for every school district in the state. And like in it's just right there. And hang on, they want to give them like a 19% raise or whatever, which would bring some people up to 125. But the union wants a bigger raise, which would bring <laughs> people up to like 140. 125 is not enough, honey. It's for a, it's for a, what they go through in Hingham. People, honey. you know what? They, Hingham is a very difficult town. People to have teach. this idea, the notion in their heads. That it's it's a bad we're it, like I said, they're all the same as the union thug who worked for Verizon, who was like, right. "Look what you're doing!" They're union thugs, but they're um, educated up, and they're given uh, class lessons and diction lessons, and given uh, they get master's degrees, and they're told that they're really smart and that they're that they're better than other people and they're elites. They have all the right lawn signs. They have Canada Goose jackets. But they're the same union thug, but they think instead of being, you know, you know, instead of saying, hey, yeah, it's for the union worker, you know, we gave you the uh, five day work week, instead of that stuff, they're like, no, they're more polished and poised. Their whole thing is we're managing and listening to your entire kiddo, your, the, our nation's, our most natural, precious natural resources, your kiddo. And so we're dealing with the entire child. Our job is so much more, so important. We love your kiddos. But it's just the same gross thing. They have delusions of grandeur. Obviously, they do. But a bunch of people have, like, downloaded some information that, like, teachers are so underpaid that, like, stems from 
I don't know, 90s movies or something that like teachers are under. I don't know what it is, but they have some perception that teachers make like $30,000 a year. I don't know. My sister taught um, at a charter school in Indianapolis and her pay was something like that in that range, like in the around $30,000 a year. Mm -hmm. So I do think that's probably true in some places in the country that teachers make money like that, especially when they're inexperienced. But in Newton, Massachusetts and in Hingham, Massachusetts, it is absolutely not the case. And I it's, I think what's astonishing to me is how unwilling people are to update their information on the basis of that. I mean, like, you had people yelling at you on Twitter, like, not believing you that this was true, even though you're, like, providing them with the link to the state website that lists this. And they're like, oh, yeah, nice screenshot. Like, I mean... I just don't understand why why you think it's like some plot against you. The teachers are very very well paid. It, that's not like in, in, coming way, from some weird political place. In it's this whole just, and I know it's true. they go into character because they're bargaining or whatever, and they know a lot of them probably feel shame and they know that they've they're a wall and they could only do it in a big group. That way, it's like a what do you call that? It's a transference. Is that what you no recruitment? Right, recruitment is what you do. It's like so if you're somebody who. Trying not to drink, but then you convince your friend to drink with you. Then you've recruited somebody to do it, so it feels it feels better. You feel less guilty. Well, this is recruitment. Each each individual, most individuals probably know in the teachers' unions that they're doing something disgraceful, something immoral, something mm-hmm. unethical, certainly something illegal, and that it's totally dishonorable. But through recruitment, they're all telling each other. They're all agreeing with each other. No, this is noble that we're doing. We're doing it for the kiddos, right? It's for the kiddos. Newton teachers love Newton. That's what they're telling themselves. and But they know it's terrible. And it is absolutely terrible. So, like, and 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 I I got to say that, like, we are we have close friends who are teachers um, and neighbors who are teachers. And very cool um, neighbors who are teachers. These are not probably, like, Biden voters, but. You know, they didn't care about the mask or distant. They could care about anything. They got COVID like 63 times, whatever. Um, but I guarantee you, if we were to ask our teacher friend who lives close to us, if she were going on strike, whatever, and we said, is it is it about the kiddos? She's like, F no. <laughs> like, like she, there, are some who, uh, there are some people who probably, behind closed doors, are happy to tell you, no, I just want to, if we can get money from these suckers who we live in this town, then let's try to get money. There's trotting yourself up in glory, putting yourself in a starring role, um, is just it, it's just it's just gross. I don't buy it for one bit, and there's just another like institution that I'm gone as far as I'm concerned. I do know, I do know that I I, I know that I went to to high, to to elementary school in the '80s. It was a hundred thousand years ago. We did not have IEPs. Or EIPs, or IDEs, or ICEs, or or uh, HIVs. We had nothing. All we had was a teacher. Once in a while, there was a teacher who was in training who would be like the assistant teacher. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. And I think it was just fine. But the bureaucracy doesn't do anything but grow. So right. working with academia, of course, to gin up reasons why you need IEPs and IEDs and IEP, well, all these other things. I'm not. I'm not buying it. You know, you know what? You know what I tell you. The reason I tell you I'm not buying it. I have been seeing, including with my own grade in my own high school, I have been seeing the finished product from these high schools 
now for 40 years, and I am not impressed. Generally. <laughs> generally, I'm not impressed. All right. Which brings us to... Oh, do you want to stay with this? Well, I was going to say, should we talk about San Francisco next? But I, I'm curious to see what you're transitioning to. Um, I'm transitioning to the diaper spa. Oh, I was going to say that this ties in a lot with the um, the San Francisco um, story. The San Francisco Chronicle has a story out about um, uh, th- they got this program to... Oh, God, yeah. Okay, go from to- that to the diaper spa. Right. But I want to get the diaper spa in in this section, not the Patreon. Right, right. So the um, San Francisco had... Um, they had done a thing in their schools. They had brought in a group called uh, Woke Kindergarten to do um, a program in the San Francisco schools. Or is it San Francisco? It's a Bay Area school district. I'm trying to see what district enough. That's fine. it is. Bay anyway, San Francisco. San Francisco Chronicle has a story. Um, they paid a group called Woke Kindergarten that um, is supposed to like teach students about um, it's supposed to train teachers to disrupt racism and remove barriers to learning. So they paid okay. 200. What's the first word? First buzzword that we heard there. Disrupt. Disrupt. Racism and remove barriers to learning. So um, actually you should pull up the woke kindergarten Instagram right now for the girls so that you can play. Her. Okay. I mean, sorry, the they that um, runs woke kindergarten that this town paid $250,000 to um, but uh, after implementing the woke kindergarten program which sounds good right like if it's disrupting barriers to learning if you believe this religious idea that there's like racism in the classroom institutional racism that's causing the black children not to be able to learn and that if you disrupt the barriers to learning and the racism then the students will be able to learn better than like, okay, then you can spend the $250,000 and the students should be able to learn better then, right? Sure. But the English and math scores then hit new lows with fewer than 4% of the students proficient in math and under 12% at grade level in English, a decline of four percentage points in each category. District officials defended the program this week saying, well, kindergarten did what it was hired to do. The district pointed to improvements in attendance rates and that the school was no longer on the state watch list only to learn from the San Francisco Chronicle that the school was not only still on the list, but had dropped to a lower level. The decision to bring in woke kindergarten rather than a traditional literacy or math improvement program aligns with the belief by parents and educators that the current education system is not working for disadvantaged children and that, as advocates say, educators must confront legacies of racism and bias in schools and talk about historic white supremacy so that the students feel safe and supported. Can I just say in this Instagram page, which is, I believe the lady's name is, is it? Akaya. Akaya Gross. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... It says, woke kindergarten, they, them, education, abolitionist, early learning ecosystem, all power to the little people, then also to the little colored black hands. Then Venmo, Aki A. Gross, and then Cash App, in case you want, and then they, them, and then at you, there's other things there too. But it's nice of her to have Venmo and Cash App there. I'm starting to wonder if there's a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, By the way, the, that, are you going to play any of her? No? Oh, sure. By the way, the um, Newton teachers also are raising money. If you want to help, of course them out. they are. Of course they are. She's smiling at us. Are you going to say something? Nose ring, please. 
No? Still looking at us. Hi, everyone. Okay. My name is Key. For those of you who don't know me or who are new to a kindergarten. Nobody's name is Key. Wanted to come on (laughs) and show my face because I know it's a lot of, like, new people here. See some of y'all waving. Um, And I wanted to kind of open it up to talking about the... Uh, the offering a little behind her history. is a Black Panthers oh, oh. poster in a Black Lives Matter. Life that's, good. that's good. Uh, but mostly to just get on here and say what's up to y'all, um, and t- to thank you for supporting Woke Kindergarten. Um, I'm a person who really likes to kind of hear feedback from how y'all are like using the resources or like thinking about them. And so sometimes I'll randomly hop on. Comments on this post have been limited. So if you have any questions about the resource of Little Black History, um, or you have any thoughts that you wanted to share, or anything that you were like really digging. Yep. Um, Here's a better one. When I think about a world free of state violence, free of war, free of genocide, I think about a world free of the U.S. Empire. I think about a world free of Israel. I think about a world free of every occupier that's ever existed. I think about land back to indigenous. Oh, wait a second. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A world free of Israel? Yes. world free of the United States of America? Uh, yes. We want to give the indigenous peoples globally their land back. Right peoples globally i think about the fact that we would not have to participate in these systems because none of these systems would exist that means kids wouldn't have to go to school because the world you know these systems brought venmo to this (laughs) to key you know these systems brought the school districts willing to pay key two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to spout this garbage to kindergartners would ultimately be their classroom they would learn with us They would learn from us. We would learn from them. We would create these ecosystems of community care that would make sure that everybody had what they needed so nobody would want for anything. Mm. We would hear music everywhere. We would make art out of everything. We'd be able to write so much more poetry because we would have so much joy. We'd suck so much less if everything wasn't as it was. With this way, with all this democracy and iPhones and wealth and freedom... And food, this is just, the, it's stacked against us. Right. We can't. We'd be so good if all this great stuff wasn't here. You know, the stupid colonists' electricity, the stupid colonists' plumbing, the stupid colonizers' uh, tech, including every screen they have, stupid colonizers' telephones, stupid colonizers' 
roads, stupid colonizers of medicine, stupid colonizers uh, enlightenment val values, stupid colonizers science, stupid colonizers uh, tech, uh, space mm -hmm. tech exploration, stupid colonizers movies and music and all the cultural things, all of the buildings and architecture the stupid colonizers did. My goodness, you know what? You know what I really find fantastic, Alice? If you go down the street here, some of the incredible Pentucket um, um, architecture. Right. My God, it stands the test of time, doesn't it? <laughs> it's wonderful stuff. It is. A, I, I, I think to myself, why can't we do that now? When I look at these incredible Pentucket Indian coliseums, so why right. can't we do that now? It's a, maybe we can't do it now. Mm -hmm. And all the Pentucket art from the Pentucket Indians. I think, wow, you know what? Why didn't we do And then I look and I look at, to see the, what was it? Tesla was AC, DC, and then, and then um, Edison was what? Oh, how did that battery, how did it go? Hmm? Are you paying any attention? Yes, I'm trying to find a specific thing from the woke kindergarten thing okay. that I had earlier that so I can't find. Edison yes. was what? Versus Tesla. Uh, direct current versus alternating current. Okay, is that what you're talking? About? And those were the two different delivery systems of electricity. Yes. And then it was a big battle, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, there's the third one. The Pentucky had their own too. Oh, I didn't. You don't hear a lot about that. it, but yeah, they did. It was oh, just as nice. good. Yeah, I figured they probably. So by did. the way, I'm not even denigrating. I'm just saying when little a holes like this start talking about the colonizers, not the bad things they did. Everything that she's doing, her straight teeth, her clothes, her TV behind you her. You mean there? Yeah, their yeah, their pronouns are all brought to you by colonizers. Dirty, vicious, mean colonizers have burdened this small brain with all the trappings that had it not been for colonizers, she would never have had because she would have been killed by wolves because she's a mouth-breathing <laughs> idiot. Yes, of course she would. Um, yeah, so this program... Well, Kindergarten is a global abolitionist early childhood ecosystem and visionary creative portal supporting children, families, educators, and organizations in their commitment to abolitionist early education and pro-black and queer and trans liberation. But yeah, I'm looking ecosystem. for the one that said it was like liberatory and anti-capitalist. I definitely sent us that, but I can't find it. I've been thinking a lot about Palestinian children and how I find myself simultaneously in all of them and <clears throat> feeling a sense of profound grief for and with them. Uh, it is hard for my brain uh, and heart to reconcile um, children uh, reporting on their own genocides. It's difficult. Talk to your buddies in Gaza, nose ring, okay? <laughs> Jeez. Didn't have to worry about any genocides before um, before your friends in um, Hamas did this. Right. Yeah, they have a bunch of things, and they have a ton of content like this. The only content that has a warning on it, by the way, is the uh, content that depicts somebody who's employed as a police officer. Because they realize that might be traumatic to some people. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, but that's the thing about all of this woke stuff, is that at the end of the day, like, it just doesn't work like it makes kids dumber of course it does like it, everybody's it, it, it makes, them dumber, it makes them angry and builds into them a disadvantage telling them that their prospects are limited because mm -hmm. of all of the actions of the colonizers beforehand right. don't worry about it little ricky you can suck in life because you were handed mm -hmm. a bad deck of cards because of the colonizer 
This is what woke kindergarten learned for Thanksgiving. No thanks to give. Disrupting false narratives from Turtle Island to Palestine. Alice, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. There's a pic... There's a... Uh, Key has this picture of her for Thursday, October 20th. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it says, Queer Kid Stuff. Resist, heal, create a woke kindergarten mixtape. Join us for the Queer Teachers Rock keynote event with Key Gross from Woke Kindergarten. Key Gross, say them, Woke Kindergarten. Key is hugging a caninus domesticus. A pipple? Alice, what is the breed of this caninus domesticus? <laughs> a pipple? Correct. Freaking amazing. Amazing. There you go. That's Key. I intend to take this class. Does that narrative of heroism become nuanced when it's black and brown people, when it's indigenous people? Like, why? Where's the difference, right? And the difference is obviously racism. (laughs) Obviously. um, Oh, God, thank you. With such, such deep thinkers, which actually brings us to Ibram Kendi, right? Of course, yes. So Ibram Kendi... Um, I happen to see this in the news. Of course, we've talked about his definition of racism. I don't suppose you have that. I'll get him defining it. Um, well, as we've noted, his definition of racism tends to be a little circular. So he's now updated, by the way, because of mean people like us. He's updated the Kindle edition of his book uh, with this note. Note on definitions. In this chapter and in some of my speeches on the topic, I spend a lot of time explaining and defining the terms racist policy and racist idea or anti-racist policy and anti-racist idea. And then I use those definitions to define the terms racist and anti-racist for an individual. I was so adamant about people coming to an understanding of those terms that I inserted them into those seminal definitions of what it means for an individual to be racist and anti-racist. So now he's coming to this, by the way. It's only been three and a half years and $40 million later that he's decided that this one definitional piece of audio has exposed him as one of the country's biggest dumbasses in history and certainly the biggest in academia. You talked about the importance of defining racism, but I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I didn't, I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there, is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> sure, a, a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. And anti-racism is a pretty simple using the same terms. Anti-racism is a collection of anti-racist policies leading to racial, anybody want to take a guess? Equity that are substantiated by anti-racist ideas. So, yeah. So now his book says that that created circular definitions with the terms racist and anti-racist. No, it created great joy for a good 47% of the country. Where the terms racist and anti-racist are used to define racist and anti-racist. This error happened because I lost sight of something critical. Definitions must be able to stand on their own. 
especially definitions as critical to human beings and as critical to my work as racist and anti-racist. I should have simply defined the terms racist policy, racist idea, anti-racist policy, and anti-racist idea within these definitions of racist and anti-racist. I have done that now. Oh, really? Can I hear it? Uh, And then he adds a note on racism and racist here too. Here, I have corrected one of my biggest errors in my hardcover edition, my use at times of the terms racism and racist interchangeably. Many people use racism and racist interchangeably, but we must stop. I am trying to stop because they mean different things. Racism connotes power, policies, and ideas. Racist connotes a power, a policy, or an idea. Okay, I'm still not clear here. (laughs) What is the element that is racism? Uh, A powerful collection. That's uh, racism. Racism. Sorry. No, racism connotes what is structural, systemic, institutional, connected, or plural. A powerful collection of unjust or inequitable policies justified by ideas of racial hierarchy. Racist connotes what is individual or singular, such as a single racist policy or idea, or a single person who is being racist. But he used racist racist. in there again. (laughs) I changed internalized racism to internalized racist ideas because an individual cannot have or internalize racism. A group of people can engage in racism while an individual can be racist. Got it. Okay. Sarah, listen, I'll hit the phone. Okay, I'll call the number. Go in the it's probably on silent because I don't usually put it on, but I don't know. Okay. We don't, the we time don't to ask me for it was not okay. now. It's go ringing over there somewhere. So go listen to it vibrate. Okay, Alice, we got to get to the diaper spot. First of all, we have to get to uh, Alice Shattuck. Yes. True. I'm looking at Twitter here, and I've noticed that there are accusations. I believe they're probably correct that you stole this story from other sources. Yes, from Tim Dillon, from Matt Walsh, from WMUR, from the Boston Channel, mm-hmm. from Boston.com. Cyril and from, fixed the audio, by the way, and now comes in both sides. Good. And from uh, Barstool Sports' Kirk Minahan Show. Is that true? Did you steal this? No, that is not true. We covered this story on the Burn Barrel Podcast on uh, January 30th, 2024. Right. Uh, after being tipped off by a listener that this story was happening and uh, it was covered in the Lawrence Eagle Tribune, which is where we read the story from. Um, okay, can't help it. We'll and in any case, we just wanted to check it out because there were people... Um, so so last week we actually, when Alice brought this up, it might have been even been last Sunday, we actually thought of going up. We started driving up to where this place was, the diaper a spa was. You remember, we talked about it last Tuesday on this show. Um, but something happened and we didn't, we... It, we kind of sat on it for a day. Wish we hadn't, because then Libs of TikTok had it the next day. But uh, go right ahead. Um, so anyway, so one of the things I was really curious about um, is that um, people had claimed initially, right, that the diaper spa was advertising playdates to a nearby playground. Right. That this was one of the things that they were offering was outings for the adult diaper wearers to the playground. So then this was removed from their website. The Lawrence Eagle Tribune says that they had seen it on the website and that it was then taken down in between the publishing of their first story and the next story. So this was something they were advertising. And then in response to the media criticism, they removed that as as one of their listed offerings anyways on their website. Um, So they did take that down. So, but I wanted to go and check out like how close is this place to a playground? Because this was part of the discussion around like whether or not they should have a business license. They're close to a playground, all this stuff. So um, 
we went and looked at it. It's a house in a residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then behind the house, kind of at the end of the street, it's like a dead end street with like a little loop at the end. And behind the house on the dead end street is a footpath that goes behind to a playground. So the playground is not accessible by car on that street. It's accessible by car on another side street. But... um but it's about there's a footpath directly to it from the street that the diaper spa is on. It's about a four minute walk from, you know, I have video of me walking it from the diaper spa to the playground. Right. So and the little league field and, that's, and, and that's, all the other. And stuff. that's good. And so that's like that's legit a, an advancing of the story. And because there was controversy as to whether or not this was really in proximity of a playground. And it, it is. It is in proximity. It is. Of a playground. At first I, mean, I thought it's it wasn't not like it's not. Next to it. Like, you're not going to see into the windows of the diaper spa from the playground. But there is a very natural um, tributary from that neighborhood, that development, um, right into the playground through a little wooded area, a nice wooded walk, which probably be quite pretty in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they would bring all these 48 year old diapered weirdos into the playground that way. And that's the, that's the problem. Well, and like you say, they were. Advertising it on their website right. that they were going to do that before, and just because they're not saying it on the website now doesn't mean they won't. Well, yeah, I mean now they've got all sorts of license problems. This is obviously a residential area. I mean, there's no like p- parking at the diaper spa. There's no- well, this- right. So the person's saying that they only have like one client a week, so like <laughs> parking's not an issue. Which, I mean, like it's not probably going to cause parking problems. I don't think it's that in demand, but I I think the. The bigger issue, they advertise it as a as a B and B type of business too. Yeah, which is like they're not licensed to be a B and B. That's a whole thing. Like you're not, you can't. I would speculate that perhaps um, just keep your whorehouse underground if you're going <laughs> to gonna run a brothel. Don't go legit. Right, it makes it a tough thing. Um, you know, it, Craigslist still exists. I think. <laughs> I think. Um, but. Uh, you know, and like I said, I, I don't have, I don't really have a problem with freaky people and whatever they do, it, but enough of this, you know, I, I borrowed from, from Matt Walsh, but I'm going to make it my own now. Once again, this is giving LGBTQIA plus, and then like weird um, um, kink people a space, and when once they get it, they immediately take their clothes off. So, okay. All right. Um, but we'll, we'll have right. a- Right, and like, I mean- you're saying it's not whatever, but age play, which it's talking about, like they're hashtagging BDSM on their blog, and this person that's running it is a quote sexologist. So this is obviously a sexual kink thing. Like it's not. This isn't just you know innocent. What do you, I don't know where. Um, it is. Okay, you know where it is. So we'll. Do. You're gonna see. Okay. We'll we'll try to get some video on that tonight or tomorrow. Um, and uh, Alice, what is the hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. We did um, like clean up the website a little bit, so yeah, maybe it's a little bit easier to find that. As well as like in the shop, there's some different merchandise and stuff. Yes, and more to come, you guys. I'm going to come. I'm working on it. It's in development right now, guys. And I want mm-hmm. you to know, working on uh, my Milf Hound T-shirts. Yeah, Milf Hound. That's right. Milf as in Milf. It's inspired by all of the. All of the sports that we attend and just having conversations. 
And so my life is full of MILFs now. I'm not talking about, I just mean attractive moms, not moms I'm actually trying to, whatever. Uh-huh. But you know, you know what the term is. It's kind of mainstream. We thing. know what the term right. is. Right. So, so, um, and I thought, like, wouldn't it be interesting to have a shirt that said MILF hound? Like, you're the kind of guy who's looking for MILF. <laughs> now, I would never. Is that w- in the same genre as the t shirts people used to have that said FBI? Fabulous body inspector or whatever. Yeah, official bikini inspector. Yeah. Or like um there was one Christmas one, remember I tried to get it that said like uh like no mistletoe needed or something. Yes. Like there's it comes from that same area, but I've been told from a friend, a guy who said there's one day a year where like dads all wear an inappropriate t shirt. I thought, wow, I wonder if anybody would buy this. Anybody would wear this. Because if somebody wore that mm-hmm. to like a soccer game. Like in this town or any town we went to, I would think that was freaking hilarious. And also, and also, else, let me ask you something. Also, let me ask you something. Would you be offended if somebody called you a MILF? Um, no, not really. No, I don't think any woman. I mean, you, <laughs> you're not supposed to. I mean, women might demure for a second, but who cares? I mean, then this is not me being a hornball. It's really not. But I thought if we have these. And there's even one purchase of one. I would be so proud. If I actually found out that somebody actually wore one, I don't have the, I can't do it. In this town, we got enough problems. Is there a version of me that would do it? No, I'm not. No, I, I have to look. I can't. I couldn't do it. Maybe if I was really good looking, perhaps. Maybe I'd do it. But anyway, that's the, that's the thing. So there you go. There's going to be Milf Hound t-shirts. But also, if you guys know a good design... Because at first I thought it should say just say big things, MILF hound, and guys will understand and women will understand. But then I thought there should be a little indicator that who we're talking about when we mean MILFs, like a Stanley Cup representation or... I don't think Stanley Cup means MILF. Lots of children yeah. have Stanley okay. Cups too. Um, or um, or like I thought of a silhouette of a, of a woman in a like one of those foldable sports chairs watching a game, but then that's too. I couldn't find it's one. Too, yeah, I don't. Think... I don't know what to do here. You're in creative, else. I'm not in creative. I'm not an ideas man. <laughs> I'm a no ideas man. All right, ready? I'm ready. Hello, Barrel Crew. Hey, um, I just got out of uh, the Beekeeper with Jason Statham. Very oh. good movie. Oh, very good. A lot of action. It reminded me of like uh, those old school action movies from the 80s and 90s. Very really cool. good. Um, yeah, we've been watching them. We just watched Terminator with our kids. I think Terminator, although the little kids got scared, I think James, uh, our 11-year-old, was a fan. Yeah, I think Terminator is really good. I did not think Hot Shots was good. Oh, Hot Shots was great. So great. I apologize, guys. Nobody I... left in the whole movie. That is not true. You did not laugh. That is not true. Because I was holding your hand trying to explain to you what's funny in the world. Because you don't have There's any funny There's a lot genes. of explanations of what's funny about the movie. Then it's... Oh, this joke's a little dated. But um, this was a movie at the time that it was like that. Like, okay. Like, was... What was the thing when she's on the piano? Oh, that was a fabulous Baker Boys. There was a lot of um, yeah. Who nine doesn't and a half remember weeks. the fabulous yeah, Baker no. Boys? It was all. It was it, it, like borrowed he- almost totally from everything else in the nineties, in the eighties. Sorry, so you had to have been there, but but yeah, but but I mean there was some there was some good good stuff there, and that Alice like refuses to believe. For instance, I'm going to find one of these things right now. Right now, I hope you're ready. Hope you're ready. Ready. Get ready to laugh. You ready to laugh, Alice? Ready. Hope you're ready to laugh. 
I'm going to get through all this, the hate uh, responses I have. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. It's in profile in my replies. Get ready. Okay. Feel the burn. Ready to feel the burn, Alice? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here's one scene. Charlie Sheen's friend is hurt. He's in the airport. I'm sorry, he's in the hospital. Doctor. What happened? Plane crash. I got to work fast. I got a lunch. I think you're missing the big picture here, Doc. Nurse, check his penis. Is it longer than mine? Uh, no, Doctor. Good. Now this is going to hurt. Bites his nose. Nurse, give me 15 cc's of morphine, quickly. You think you can save him? Can't be sure. I'm not a very good doctor. That's good. Thank you, nurse. G6 of morphine in the doctor's arm. I'll have to wait here. You're going to be all right, buddy? I'm in a hospital. What could go wrong? And then the penultimate, maybe the ultimate, great scene. By, by the way, this beautiful female actress who's Italian. Listen to this joke. Women not always can pull off these jokes. This yeah. is well done. Please, I'm, I'm talking to you as a psychiatrist. I'm recommending that you be grounded. I forgot to be joking. Look, if I were joking, I would have said, what do you do with an elephant with three balls? You walk him and pitch to the rhino. <laughs> Come on. You notice what we're not doing right now is laughing. Come on. You just played all that audio. There's no human. No, this is what it was like watching the movie with you. Is you kept turning to me and be like, "Come on, that was great! Didn't you love that?" And like, no, but like, our son's not laughing. You're not laughing. He did. You asked him if he thought the movie was great, and he did humor you and say yes. He thought it was great. But like, nobody in our house laughed at any of the jokes in the movie. We laugh more because during the chat else. chat every day than we did during that movie. You walk him and pitch to the rhino. My goodness. Good Doesn't one. Bring my family. Good one. Thank you. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, else. Here we go. Hope you're ready, Doctor Cheswick. Oh, did I finish Justin's thing? I don't know. Did you? I don't think I don't you know. did. Did I not? Hold on. Hello, Barrel Crew. The villain was very Hunter okay. Biden-esque. Oh, okay. This is the beat. It was like crazy how Hunter Biden-esque this villain in the movie was. And um, I saw it at um, the Tivoli in Spencer. Of course. I know the Tivoli. Uh, it was built in 1928. Uh, and um, Probably it is. cost me $5 to get in. Nice. And then I had a large uh, drink and popcorn and um, cookie dough bites. Ooh. Uh, Good Those choice. were 11, so. Sounds like something that might be in that old mother road. Does. We're talking about... 16 16 dollars total nice i think that's a hell of a deal you know so a local I. movie house that price this economy it sure is how many screens is uh, most of the staff has? is volunteer though so oh. good movie how cool recommend what a great place alice we should uh, show kids that place message from donald trump alice you ready very good tom these messages are great psych what Mr. President, really? <laughs> I don't, you know, I have, I talked to him, I talked to him on the air, Alice, mm-hmm. in just 2019. Like, yep. The president. It's big stuff. And now he calls back and disses me, just b- puts me on Amazing. blast. Yep. Oof. Hurts. Dr. Cheswick. Hi, folks. Hey. Hi. I just wanted to comment on Tom's watching of Band of Brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually seen it. A bunch of times, it's mm. um, it's just such a well-written and well-shot 
um, series. And I'd also recommend the Pacific, which was the Pacific version. I've heard that. I've heard that. I will probably check that out. A band of brothers. Uh, very intense. My grandfather was in the Pacific Theater so was uh, during World War II. No, mine was too. Over. I like, I'm wow. relating to him. Step on, wife. Where I'm just having a conversation. It's a Navy CB. They make some jokes about Navy CBs, the Marine Corps guys do. Where did he fight in the Pacific? I'd like to know, Dr. Um, Cheswick. In that. And um, <clears throat> that new series is only on Apple. Masters of the Air. Oh, is that a, a like RAF thing or something? Hello? No, I think it's kind of like Band of Brothers. Oh. Us. What I've so I, uh, and I don't pay for that. We do have it. But a friend of mine does, and I've seen the first episode, and I really liked it. Um, I can't imagine being in a non-pressurized plane <laughs> at 15,000 feet. <laughs> having to wear all kinds of thermals and getting shot at. Right. That would be different. Um, so, yeah, check those out if you haven't seen those, Tom. They're really good. Well, imagine being the guy, like, stuck upside down, inverted in, like, the, the belly gun or tail gun or in one of those B-17s. And those babies were going down left and right. That was just, that war was just, just, I can't imagine. Like, when everybody has trauma, there's no trauma. Like, after that. Yeah. You know, wonder why those like men in the forties and fifties and sixties could do stuff because like like yeah, holding this fish who's got a spiky uh, dorsal fin that hurts is okay compared <laughs> to what I just went through a few years ago. So, eight okay, Alice, get ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hope you're ready. Hope you're ready. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you are on Patreon, stay there. We are going to do more Patreon show. We have more stuff to talk about. Um, if you want to join the Patreon, that's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You also get free content each week, access to the live streams, and uh, you can listen to the regular podcast ad-free every day, which is fun. Um, you can, of course, always listen to the show for free. If you go to burnbarrelpodcast.com, you can uh, see all the different places where you can listen. Say la vie. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.